the good stuff smiles for miles with bethany hello everybody happy tuesday welcome back to the good stuff smiles for miles podcast we are back at it again to our normal podcast we're talking about faith and running i brought on two more of my teammates but these are my fellow jv teammates yeah. <laughs> um so please welcome to the podcast whitney cunningham and hope harshman Uh, (laughs) guys i'm excited to have you i'm excited to have you guys on the podcast um but if you've been listening to my podcast i have to ask you the question i ask everyone who comes on to this podcast and that is in your opinion which running shoe brand is the best and why I, I really don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm not experienced, but I, I like Brooks in Saucony. Or, yeah. Is that um, how you say it? Saucony. Saucony, okay, yeah. That's what I thought. I've only ever had Brooks, but I only got Brooks because it's the first pair I tried on, and I didn't want to keep trying it on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But Brooks have been good for you? I mean, somewhat, I guess. <laughs> I haven't tried anything else, so maybe next time I will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to start off this podcast with asking you about like what was your like experience being on like a high school cross-country team for the first time and like describe how like it's different from a lot of other sports with how close we all are on the team honestly I hated the other sports team aspects because it's so much competing and Mm -hmm. I mean like I like competing but People take it really serious, and they don't care often when you're like when you don't meet up to the expectations. Expectation, yeah. So no, yeah, I feel the same. It's just like such a cool experience, and I just love all the girls on the team. And what Whitney said, like it's so different from other sports because yeah, like that competing aspect, and like everybody's so humble in cross country too. It's like a nice change. Mm-hmm. And now when I go back to other sports, it's like, I'm really oh. going to really miss yeah. the cross country, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I really like how our team is really close and how the seniors are all so welcoming and the juniors yeah. also ha- show junior leadership um, and how, like, we never, like, leave anyone out and we're always making sure, like, oh, where's this person? Like, we're always making sure they're always there with us. So that's so fun. But um, I want to hop into some running questions. So, um <laughs> okay move on (laughs) first running question is is why do our coaches tell us to stretch why is it so important okay so Whitney and I aren't experts here but and I also have no idea so don't listen to this advice prevents injuries but Um. (laughs) yeah that's it for that question Um, stretching helps prevent injuries like hope said and also it is a good way to loosen your muscles so that you feel better when you're running Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah you can't get away with stretching on our team noel's always like did you stretch did you stretch and then you just say yeah Yeah. stretch (laughs) (laughs) okay so um next question should you run when you're sick Mm, it depends how sick you are uh, but when you're like throwing up, probably if it's not. something like that prevents you from running, then don't do it. Obviously, but I'd say if it was like a little good. cold, maybe like yeah, but like. Well, I think running gets you outside, and it's also that's true. like clears out your 
nose and stuff unless it's like cold <laughs> but you know like it just gets your mind off being sick which That's helps sick. you not feel as sick mm-hmm. in my experience yeah so it's like know. um it just depends on how sick you mm-hmm. are depending on whether you should run you guys had a way better answer than like jackson and dalton and of course sam i i'm like should you run when you're sick and they're like yes oh why <laughs> Because, and I'm like, okay, that wasn't helpful. But you guys, good job. Um, So why is it so important to keep buying new running shoes? Because it might not look run down on, like, the outside, but on the Mm -hmm. inside, your foot has been, like, constantly running on it for, like, (laughs) a year, and it gets worn out, and then Mm -hmm. the arch support isn't as good, and, like, that kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a shoe expert, so yeah. don't really take that to heart or anything. I don't know. That's, I yeah, agree with that's that's good. Funny. Yeah, just making sure we, like, track our mileage because um, if you went to FCA, we always have Anne from Lincoln Running Company come and talk to us, and she said shoes have about 300 to 400 miles on them, and then they just start to get worn out. And usually mm-hmm. when I go, they always say, like, I run on the inside because, like, they can see um, how my shoe shapes and how, my, like, the inside of my insole. So... It's just very important to keep trying on new running shoes, especially if that running shoe just has bothered you. Mm-hmm. Then, like, if you have a pair of Brooks and it's like, I don't like this, then it's like, okay, maybe try some soft knees or new balances. Um, but uh, how does cross-training help us when we are injured? Like, what's the point of it? Well, I feel like if you're injured already, you don't want to make it worse. And, like, I don't know. I think it takes the pressure off your hurting muscle or yeah. joints. and Sometimes uh, you just need a break. A break. Mm-hmm. I like cross training. What What do you guys do for cross training? Like, do you just walk? Do you bike? Elliptical? Bike. Bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I either use the bike or the elliptical, but I also mm-hmm. hear that, like, water aerobics, Swimming's really stuff good. like that. Because be it works almost every muscle. And, like, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of so hard to do that during cross country season because it's like, I don't really just want to go hop into a pool and then go. And start you swimming. have to like drive to like the gym or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my why, I know we have like a walking track that we can do, but I really don't want to oh, yeah. go in and just start walking in the water and then come home. Mm-hmm. I think the point is basically just to still get a workout and have some cardio without like furthering the mm-hmm. stress put on your like legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why do we need to, like, keep up with our injuries and make sure we're telling our coaches and, like, talking to a trainer if our school has one about the injuries we have? Because they care and they, like, yeah. like yeah. they don't want you to be hurt. And, I mean, you probably don't want to be hurt either, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but, you know. Kind of like I said, you don't want it to, like, get worse. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, you just don't want to get the injury worse. Um and it just really helps the coaches know, should we uh, put you in the race, should we not put you in the race, and just helps you because they want you to get better. Um, but I want to jump into some tie and running and faith questions together. So my first question is, do you guys ever struggle to remember God, not just during um, our races, but even just during practice too? Yeah, I'd say yeah. it can be hard to, like, focus on just, like, oh, like, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I just found that, like, focusing on God, it just makes it go by so much quicker, and, like, I'm. it's just more enjoyable, honestly. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I struggle with it, but usually it's, I make it kind of an excuse. Like, I don't need to go as hard because God will still love me. <laughs> and then I realize I'm being lazy, <laughs> and that's not what God really wants. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also, yeah. like, going to the best of your abilities, like, I would say with that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of hard, because, like, I don't know. We talk about this a lot on the podcast. I just, I just always think it's hard, but, like, that's why I feel like that's another good thing about our team is, like, they're always constantly reminding us to remember God, using the heart goals and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, how do you, can you encourage and show the love of God to a team that I assume a, most of us are all believers? There could be a few people on our team that aren't. We just never know. But, like, how do you show love to them even though they're, like, you know, Christ-like love to them even though they're kind of, like, already believers? Hmm. <laughs> I know, tough question. Let me think. Well, I would say just show love like Jesus showed love. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, no. Jesus showed love to everybody because when he was on earth, everybody around him had different experiences. And some people had grown up in the church, some people hadn't. But he still just treated them all equal and loved them all the same. And I don't know, read the Bible. Also, it's just like really encouraging. Like, I haven't been to many devotions, like, with the girls this year, but, Mm -hmm. like, I've gone a couple times and, like, just praying for each other. I feel like that's so encouraging, knowing that there's other, like, uh, people and Christians, like, encouraging encouraging you (laughs) and praying for you. It's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's just a good thing that we have with our team is getting together with the Bible study every week and I really like how we always do prayer requests at the end yeah. and we're like everyone pray for the person on your left and we switch it up so we're always praying but I really also like how our team it feels so safe within our team that we're mm-hmm. um it feels safe enough to just express what we're actually really going through and not just trying to like hide it where like other people I might not share what I feel but when I come to cross country I'm like I really feel safe with these people so I feel safe enough to share than what I'm going through so I like when we pray for each other um but kind of like following the same question of how do you show like love of God to believers on our team but how do you show love to just the people that we compete against um but like to the I mean we do need to show love to the people we compete against but how do you also show love to the people that are like working at the meet so the people that take the times or like the medical people there helping you? Fist bumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you just see someone and you're just like, thanks. Mm-hmm. Also, or if you pass someone or they pass you, be like, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just say, like, being humble and, um, yeah, just not, like, arrogant arrogant during your race or just showing that kindness to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And after you finish, whoever you're there at the finish line with, yeah. Just, like, go around. And even if you're dead, just, like, still try to talk to people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And just saying thank you. Like you said, like, I feel like not a lot of kids these days, like, think, like, mm-hmm. thank you means a lot. But it's, like, to adults, I feel like they're, like, thank you is just one of the best things they could hear possibly throughout their whole day. So I just think that's really cool. Um, but how does a team full of believers help your mindset when we run? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> um, how does a team <laughs> full of believers help your mindset when running? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Some <laughs> graphics <Okay>. there. <laughs> Whitney's injury. <laughs> we don't need to see all that blood. Okay. <laughs> I just say, like, um, also, like, 
just knowing that wait what was the question again okay <laughs> sorry uh, how does a team really full of believers help your mindset when running it's okay um mm. it makes it so that other people can hold you accountable and encourage you and you're yeah. not worried about you're not embarrassed about like having god be the goal and yeah also like with the thing like it's not competitive so nobody's like judging you or trying to compete or like oh i did better blah 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 like everybody's just like satisfied with their results and they're happy for you and Mm -hmm. like your results too which is really great Mm -hmm. yeah i like that so um we i mentioned the heart goals back in one of the previous questions but as it's your first year um i don't think junior high did this during cross country but as we like to do it the seniors last year and this year really encouraged us to write a heart goal each time we run so what do the heart goals mean to you and how do they help you remember god and why do we do them um yeah i really like the heart goals it's like been really helpful for me this year and honestly why we do them is probably just like to during the race just to focus on god mm-hmm. And I just, like, repeat what I wrote on my arm and, like, during the whole race. And it really helps. Like, one time, one race, one of my favorite heart goals was, like, um, I wrote on my arm, it's your breath in my lungs. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, that was really good because, like, um, just during the race, it was, like, I feel like I can't breathe. But, mm-hmm. like, just repeating that, I'm, like, wow, God gives me strength and mm-hmm. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah, I feel same. I... Normally, with the heart goals, I try to take it out of running and think this running's a thing I do every day. It's easy to try to apply it there, but it works in everything I do. And I don't know, I try to make it something that's because running is an analogy used a lot in the Bible. And I mean, obviously, it relates to life, but also running. So that was confusing. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that. I, I like yep. how our team does heart goals because it really just uh, helps us remember God during a race and remember, mm-hmm. like, who are we running for, who's actually working through our bodies. But, like, I would definitely encourage your team to definitely start doing heart goals. Um, and if you don't know what to write, some things our team like to do is uh, we had one of our runners, Jocelyn, she wrote lyrics to her favorite Christian song. Um Another one of our teammates would always be like, happy feet, make light feet. Uh, FCA, smile if you love Jesus, was one of mine. I really liked um, Hope, your heart goal, where it was like, um, more of you and less of me. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorites I did a lot of song lyrics, too. That's like, I forgot what song that was. Um, like, wasn't it More of You by Colton <laughs> Dixon? No, it was from a different song. It was like, Available by Elevation, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like. It's the one that, like... I'm not going to sing it, but... <laughs> no, 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 but isn't the one that it kind of... It's you. kind of repetitive, and it's like, I am available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we sing that on church on Sunday. Yes, that's a good song. Um, But yeah, definitely... Another good song is um, Trust in Jesus, and I don't know who it's by, but... It's, it'll or probably like pop up right promises. away, but it's a good one. Promises, yeah. Map City Music, uh, yeah, yes. That, I did that, too. Great is His faith, Faithfulness. Mm-hmm. That was another favorite. Trust in Jesus, like, how does that go? You don't have to sing it, just, like, <laughs> think of the words. I trust in Jesus, my strong deliverer. Oh! Or something like that. Third day, third day. Yeah, third yeah, day. yeah. Oh, yeah. So definitely write some song lyrics, but <laughs> I would definitely encourage you guys to start doing heart goals on your team. But um, I want to just move into some faith-based questions. And um, 
was it last Wednesday we talked about this? About what? Yeah, oh, it, it yeah, was last was... Wednesday. Um, <laughs> we were kind of slacky, and we just oh, yeah. we just took a <laughs> we nice, were walking for we our took workout, a walk like one does. Um, you know, I mean, we're, guys, we're not in season anymore, so we just walked. But um, we had a really good conversation, and I was like, "Why didn't we talk about this on the podcast?" So that was the reason why we did it. And um, the topic we uh, chose was friendships. So first, Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Do not be misled. Bad company corrects." corrupts good character um what does this verse mean to you guys um yeah i just say like um just think about who's in your life and like kind of what god wants for you like are these people gonna push me in my faith and are they true friendships or is it like friendships that are um just pulling me away from jesus even and like Mm -hmm. And um, or influencing me to like do things not honoring to God or just yeah. I mean, I think that you should still be friends with people who maybe maybe try and lead you to God away from God. Yeah, sure. but because then you can if like you're not able to witness to witness them. to them, and if you're not like working through that temptation and are witnessing to them, then it's really not yeah. helping you at all. And you need to get to the place where you're able to still stand up for your faith. But also I think it's good to have those like few close friends that are really like um just pushing you in your faith. And I feel like with friendship is another thing like people are so scared to confront one another, mm-hmm. but like as Christians we could like hold each other accountable and like really just push each other. Yeah, and if someone's like holding you accountable for something and if you're not offended, then they probably weren't being completely honest yeah. with you. And, I mean, you need to be offended sometimes. Yeah. And it's going to take just those, like, uncomfortable convicted. moments to grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But, like, also being offended, you also just kind of, like, at some times, like, just think about, my friends probably not just not, they're not trying to be mean to me. They're just keeping mm-hmm. me accountable. So sometimes you just kind of have to, like, ease off a little and not just get offended so easily yeah. but like I feel like people are really easily offended and mm-hmm. that's or like, after you hear something like that just take the time before you react and really think about like is this just me feeling bad about something I've done or not wanting to accept truth or something like that yeah and mm-hmm. we talked about keeping each other accountable and it's like um sometimes we don't keep each other accountable because there's like adults or other people that are like well that's not your place to tell them to stop but it's like um, one of the teachers told me it's like sometimes it'll mean more if it comes out of your mouth than if a teacher tells them because sometimes it's like oh teacher just cared uh, just told me I don't really care about it but it's like if it comes more from me then they'll be like oh maybe she's really serious about this mm-hmm. so um, sometimes yeah it might not be the right place to you to tell them but a lot of the time we should just like make sure to just keep them accountable and um, but when we keep them accountable, making sure we're being very kind about it and not, like, yelling or forced, like, very aggressively telling them to stop. Yeah, like, in a loving way, because that's what Jesus tells us to do, like, in the Bible. Like, the Holy Spirit, like, he convicts us of our sins so, like, we can do the same with others, but, like, in that loving way. Yeah, and (laughs) instead of um, going at it in an accusatory way, go at it in a here's what God says in the Bible, blah, 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 someone said, blah, 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 and, like, use that to kind of back it up, but not in a forceful way, because, I mean, some people don't think the Bible, it really can tell them what to do, but you can't really argue with it if they're truly believing in God. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so next question is, uh, and we talked about this. We really hit hard on this um, when we were at Holmes Lake. But, like, what is a fake friend to you guys? And how can you tell if a friend is being fake? I have a lot of promise. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Whitney, you can go first. <laughs> well, I don't think. I think we kind of classify fake friend into somebody who's been lying to you or someone who ended up betraying you in the end or was always happy or um, never really was your friend. But I think a fake friend really was just somebody who doesn't isn't like a super close friend, so you don't really know anything about them. And yeah, I could see you just that. kind of talk and you aren't going to like offend them by saying we're not friends. Mm-hmm. But they're not true friends, like the friendship with God or the friendship with people who you talk to all the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hmm. Silence. <laughs> I'm just thinking. <laughs> and, like, <coughs> fake is, like, a really horrible word to use to describe friends because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not descriptive in any way. And I feel like maybe fabricated would be a better word or something like that because it's shows that you're like covering something up yeah. with a different way or like it's not original or like i don't know uh <laughs> no and i feel like I if know. um your friend is like constantly genuine that was a word oh yeah <laughs> if um your friend's like constantly like I don't know, like, going behind your back or, like, manipulating you to, like, do stuff, then you, like, maybe need to consider, like, confronting them or, like, just talk about it. And, yeah. Yeah, or I also feel like another big thing is, like, if um they, like, act like they're, like, your best friend for one day, Ooh. but then the next day they just, like, leave yeah. you, Ooh. and then you try to talk to them, and they're like, oh, yeah, bye, and then they just leave, it's like, so, yeah. are you, were you actually my friend, or were you? Not? You have to I learn how like to interpret what kind of friend you are, because they could just think or like talk once, stop, but yeah. you could mm-hmm. have read it differently. I feel like people have the need to like always have a best friend, and that's how like people always jump from best friend to best friend, and like they leave other people behind. But I feel like there isn't like why do we need to have a best friend? Well, like I, I feel like that's like kind of we sort of a lot of people believe like we just need that. There's one person out there who's yeah. just gonna get mm-hmm. me, but. The truth is there's no one person who is going to get you because we're all perfect. So really, God, Jesus, I have a friend, Jesus, Allah, he should be, <laughs> sorry, he should be, yeah, <laughs> that should be your best friend. And he's, he is everything and he is, he doesn't fall short of any expectation or anything because he's perfect and holy. So everything you could ever want in a friend is in him. And so you're just searching for someone to fill that gap but there really mm-hmm. is nobody. Mm-hmm. So you just keep trying to find someone else and someone else. I definitely uh, did not hear quite. Well, I heard what you said. Like, it finally uh, clicked in my head. I thought you said I had a friend named Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. And then I was like, no, nope, that's not what you said. Um, but one of the biggest things that we need to ask ourselves is, is your friend pushing you closer to Christ or are they dragging you away from him? So how do you know which one they're doing. Well, I think also, are they even talking about it is another thing. Mm -hmm, mm Because sometimes there's not, like, a bad friend who makes you do bad things or influences you, but they're not, we don't don't ever talk about God with them because you're too scared that they might not want to talk about God. And I feel like with friendships a lot, like, a lot of people just want to talk, like, 
about gossip and like kind of talk trash about other yeah. people and then like well you have to think stop and think um is that really benefiting me and is it really bringing glory to god no yeah. so. and some people want to talk about things like surface level if that's things. if that's all you're talking about in a friendship then it's not a good friendship and it's like i mean yeah and also like talking about surface level things is always a way to cover up like the real problems in your life because it makes those things become bigger which makes the other things seem a little less like influential and so like I know I've done that before like made a big deal about something that didn't matter to my mm-hmm. future at all but it made it it made me feel better I guess I don't know I think that's why we're so like we complain all the time about things to each other when you're friends mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um this is kind of like there's this is like um this is part the part of like the making fun of section of the friendships but how do you stick up for your friends when they are like being bullied or made fun of like how do you stick up to those people who are like that there's really no way you can't always walk up to a person and be like you just can't do that anymore i mean Mm -hmm. you can but that's not always gonna get you anywhere and i think the best thing you do is just build up your friend and pray for them and realize like that's good always let them know that what they're saying isn't true what people are telling them and stuff also, mm-hmm. I feel like at Lincoln Christian, there's quite a few people that just, like, make fun of, like, if you have a um, good relationship with Jesus and you're, like, um, alive in your faith, then they'll make fun of you for it, which is really sad reality. But, honestly, if that's happening, like, I'd just, like, eventually confront those people and be like, if are you really that ashamed of your faith mm-hmm. to, like, make fun of other people? that's just sad honestly it's like and also what Whitney said just like prayer and like um building each other up and also I feel like eventually you have to learn to stop caring yeah well and also like you can't control any of that and that's yeah all God's part you can only well technically you can't control anything but you can rely on God and depend on him more in this situation and ultimately, like, you're finding your identity in Christ, and I know that can be hard to, like, um, but, like, to grasp on, but, like, what other people say about you doesn't, like, define who you are, and mm-hmm. you just have to, like, think about, like, oh, what does God say about me, and that's, like, the real truth, and yeah. that can be really hard sometimes, but, yeah, and you can tell yourself all the time that they don't define me or anything, and mm-hmm. tell yourself, like, I don't care what they think, but, yeah deep down you really care so instead of trying not to care as much as you can try to start caring more about what god thinks instead because it's like you're always going to care about someone's opinion just make it god's also i'd say like for those people that are making fun of you or like bullying you pray for them that's like the biggest thing you can do Mm -hmm. like just like there's so many people in like lincoln christian in my gray i'm just like i need to pray for them because it's sad sometimes to see that how far away they are from God, mm-hmm. and the best thing you do, can do is just, like, pray that um, God would just plant a desire to, like, in their hearts to know them, because I feel like a lot of people at Lincoln Christian, they don't have that desire. Yeah, and prayer is humbling, and it shows your own flaws, and helps you realize, like, really, that's God's work, you can't make someone do that, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just creates a deeper trust. And it makes Jesus more like your friend. 
you know, friendship. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are like, um, oh, so you think you're a better Christian because you're, like, praying for other people? Like, no. Yeah. I still, I'm not perfect. I still make as, like, many mistakes as you do, but um, just taking your faith, like, in that next level is, I would say, um, just thinking about others and how God can work in their life is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that was so good. You guys hit um, two more of my questions, but I'll just, like, list them, but then, like, talk about what you guys talked about, but you hit the question of how do you show love to the people who are dragging you or your friends down, and then you kind of talk about, like, it's kind of hard to do that, but um, we've learned to do it, and you also hit base on do you, do people make fun of you or your friends because of your faith, and um, we talked kind of about why do they do that, but you hit so many points, and I'm going to try to remember the ones I wanted to, but you talked about, like, oh, you think you're a better Christian than me. That happens so often, not just at Lincoln Christian, but just, like, mm-hmm. your friends outside of Lincoln Christian. Like, my old church, I would talk about it, and this girl would be, like, um, to me and Jocelyn and some other girls um, that went to my school, they'd be, like, oh, just because you go to Lincoln Christian, you're going to choose choose. And it's, like, uh, yeah, I don't think you no. understand what Lincoln Christian is like. We're yeah. not all, like, perfect Christians Yeah, because it's, like, some it's of the stuff the that option. happens at your school, it can happen at our school, oh, too. for sure. Like, just because we have the word Christian in our school doesn't mean we're perfect and that we're going to act perfect. Like, we're the complete yeah. opposite. I feel like in elementary, school, I used again, to think... school does not define who you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, in elementary, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Lincoln Christian. Everybody here is Christians. But, like, I've come to the realization that, like that's not true at all yeah 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 dr mears always says that in one of his chapels he's always like you got to remember this room full of people that go to this school they are not all christians there are many people in this room who are not christian no um this is funny mrs calcara asked somebody in my spanish class she was like are you really a christian and it was so sad because he was like hesitating like uh like see that's the reality because most people like don't really they're like in between they're like a lukewarm christian or like not at all they're a christian because they're looking christian and they have and their family yeah yeah and that i i think when people ask us that question especially if a teacher asks us that question not only if it's in front of the whole class but even if it's alone it's just such an awkward question to answer and especially if you don't trust that teacher or person that's asking you, it can be a little hard um, to answer that. And you feel expectations. Like, if I say no, they're never going to look at me the same. Oh, yeah. And they're probably going to think I'm like a screw up or something. Mm-hmm. But they should you should be. A, like, you've learned but they about shouldn't think that, people though. who call themselves Christians your whole life. You've learned about, like, what the difference is. But we've all become the people who just call ourselves Christians. Yeah. Um, and I liked when you talked about, like, praying for the people that make fun of you because it's like they just really need it. And that's something yeah. I've also, struggled with. Oh, sorry. Go, no. go, go. Um, I don't know. I've just been, like, um, trying to think of ways that I can impact, like, others and be a light. But it's I feel like it's so hard sometimes. It, it is. But. Yeah. Um, no, it, it really is um, kind of, like, try to help people because it's like even if you don't know them that well sometimes it can just be a little bit awkward because it's like what do I even say to them so it really is especially when you're like you barely even know them like you know half my classmates are like I don't even talk to them (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I'm not gonna randomly be like, you need Jesus in your life. No, I'm like yeah, and like being a light. Okay, this is like an analogy I just came up with on the spot. So you know, let's hear it. (laughs) Um, if you think about like a light, when you're built like the light bulb when it was being invented, it took so many tries to light. Like it wouldn't work with any of the hairs, and then you got a horse hair, and you're like, oh my gosh, it works. And so, like, it the first time that's like us saying, oh, we're Christians, and then. We're kind of like, are we, though? And then we go back, and we know everything we need to do, but it's just not working, and we feel like we're doing something wrong. But then finally it clicks, and, like, <laughs> we let God in, and so we're a light shining. And then That's we just keep wow. growing. Wow. Then we nice. keep growing and growing, That's and we strange. become more complicated, and we have different circuits, like not just single-circuit Christmas lights, multiple circuits. And so one light that we have might go out, but we can depend on the other lights and, like, the other people around us who are shining and, like, to, like, light up the world. I don't know. Well, no, yeah. that, that, like that. Was, that was so good. I, we, we talked about this with Mr. Earl. He's, like, because um, we talked about how um, sometimes in chapel people make fun of people worshiping. And Earl's, like, here's the thing you need to do, though. Find those people who are not afraid to worship, get a big group together, and yes. then our light will shine to yeah. the, all the other people, and they'll be like, whoa, what do they have, and, and why might, don't I have it? I also we might think like, we don't need the other people, but we really do, yeah. otherwise we would be nowhere. Being a light, like, I feel like a lot of people need to stay in their comfort zone, and they, like, they want their faith to be, like, all about good feelings and prosperity, but, like, um, you have to learn that... <laughs> It's not all about the good feelings. It's like you're going to go through those hard times, and it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes, but that's the only way you're going to grow. Yeah, and sometimes, like, this is kind of a funny trail, but if you're you're going through a hard time, you got to think to yourself, God is an ever-changing God, so he's just as good, just as Mm -hmm. whatever he is now as he will be forever and ever. So me not accepting him now because of this trial Sorry, shaky voice. Um, <laughs> it's that diet, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it does not change. Like, your circumstances will always change, but God doesn't change. And, like, mm-hmm. you got to so think true. about it deeply. Like, um, you're, like, you might say, after I get to this point in my life, I will be a good Christian or something. But the truth is, you can be a good Christian just as you are because. God's not, gonna, <laughs> God's not going to change by the time that you get to that point in mm-hmm. your life. And there's always going to be a new yeah. bad time, a new good thing that you're looking forward to to change everything. And so, like, I don't know what the point yeah. of that was. No, but but okay. Yep. This is, here's another thing. Like, I was reading my Bible the other night, and I was in, like, I think it was Romans 10, 21 or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, um, saying how Jesus stands there with open arms, yep. but they continue to be disobedient and rebellious. And I'm like, wow, that's so, like, evident in just, like, the world and, like, even Lincoln Christian. Like, he is always going to stand there with open arms. Like, he desires a relationship with you so much, but will continue to, like, run away from him. And he's just waiting there for you, and we have to, like, mm-hmm. take that step to, like, have a relationship with him. Yeah, like, it's our choice whether we're going to run into his arms mm-hmm. or we'll run into what the world wants us to yeah. go into. Um, yeah, this was, this was really good. And um, when we talked about, like, praying for the people who make fun of um, 
I was talking to my old youth pastor about this when it was happening more at my old church, and he was like, sometimes they just do that, and sometimes we just got to think about maybe they're going through something that we just yeah. don't know about. Like, my dad always is like, um, I get that they're mean and it's hurtful, but maybe something's going on at home that's just really hurting them, and this is why they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, you never know what like what's going on in somebody else's life. Yeah, and if you think about it, like, when you're watching a movie and you see the villain... And you're like, oh, I hate the villain. So many analogies. But they're good. Okay. So, like, you're like the villain. He's so bad. He's evil. I'm not siding with them. And then you hear, like, a backstory about some sad childhood. Or, like, oh, maybe no, it's yeah. not even, like, some sad childhood that's just really bad. It's, like, they someone just died in their life. Or they're just, like, dealing with something internally. And you have this, like, sympathy for them because you're human. Yeah, because, like, that's the way they are. Yeah, like, and so you're, like... I know they're a villain, but I get why they do what they do now. And I mean, they could probably turn that into something good. I mean, it doesn't good. justify it, but like, yeah, I, you have to reason. remember it doesn't justify it. But it is like there is always something in someone's life, and the things that we do are the results of the things that happen to us that shape us into who we are. So just think about it, like you know, like you know, villains like Darth Vader. He's a villain. <laughs> okay, like you know the backstory yeah. with Anakin yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, like, he kills people. He rules this evil empire, but, like, he has inside, he's just hurting, <laughs> and he doesn't feel like yeah. he can ever go back, and that he has to stop everything on his own, and he doesn't help people, like, you know? Yeah. You could go a lot more about Star Wars with that. <laughs> that's, I'm just going to leave it there. No, we're going to do a new episode, and it's going to be... Star Wars analogies. Yeah, Star <laughs> yes. Wars analogies, tying the Bible to Whitney's movie analogies. <laughs> Next episode. That little thing thing I know, it's just been up there. The whole time. Okay, moving on. Yeah, but we also talk about how sometimes the... Mostly it's mean girls. You never know. The guys could also be mean, but mostly uh, yeah. it's girls <laughs> at this school. But sometimes it's like, sometimes well, we they're just insecure. The girls yeah, but sometimes yeah. they're just insecure about themselves. And that's another yeah, reason that's why we just... Yeah, that's what you have to like, keep in mind. and just Yeah, and that's just why we keep saying pray for them. It's like, um, I always say, like, I have been praying for the girls that have been mean to me. But sometimes, I'm like, there's been times I'm like, I get frustrated with God because I'm like, God, I'm praying for them, but I haven't seen you work in them. But yeah. it's like, uh, but then I like stop and think it's like, no, wait, God's probably working in them yeah. right now, but I'm just not seeing it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes also, God doesn't want me to see it. Yeah, it's just like his timing, too. Well, like I've had a lot of students praying for people who have mistreated me, I guess. And like I've, I've really like been working on how to pray for that. And I, it's best to, for me to like, saying I know the things that these people are doing are not like okay and I know the way I treat them in return is not always okay my reaction but like just pray that you know that they would realize that you love them or that I would remember that like I should love them too and stuff like that and realize like it's not always gonna change and like I don't know it's hard to explain that was good I liked how you said like um, we need to learn to control our reactions because in yeah. the past I've like not handled that well, and my reactions to the situation like weren't any better than like the person who said something. But yeah, and that hits based on my uh, why is it so hard to not care about what others people people say and have you learned? Because it's like my mom's always like, 
you know, they're probably still making fun of you and bullying you uh, because they're wanting to get a reaction out of you. And if you oh, stop yeah, reacting, sure. then they'll be like, oh, it doesn't affect her. Let's just, um, mm-hmm. then let's just stop. So just sometimes just learning not to react and just sometimes learning not to care because like we said, like what they say doesn't identify you. What God says about you is what actually identifies you. Um, and like another question uh, I have is like, why is it so hard to express what we're going through with a friend? And is it because like sometimes people are scared to just trust them? I think mm-hmm. that's a big part of it, but also you feel as though like, I might be minimizing their problems by bringing yes, this to them. Yes, that's a big thing. Like, I was sure that way. If somebody has, um, well, like, I don't want to play the victim, you know, like, oh, my life's so terrible, blah, 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 like, yeah. but also at the same time, like, we should share those problems with each other so that we can just encourage each other. I think mm-hmm. it'd be easier if, like, the problems you do talk about are, like, the serious ones, and you stop trying to cover it up with other stuff. Mm-hmm. That you also want to talk about. Yeah, like, I feel a lot of times I'll um, not say anything about my problems because I'm like, oh, well, they have a lot going on in their life that's worse than this. So, like, my problems aren't, like, that bad. So, I like, it's not a big deal. I'm probably just, like, over-exaggerating. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's always good to just um, share that. And then your friends can just help you, like, yeah, navigate that. Sometimes it's hard because, like, you feel like, you always feel like you're alone, like you're the only one who gets it, but really talking to your friends about your problems isn't about them getting it, it's about, like, you talking about it and working through it, Mm -hmm. and, like, your friends knowing what's going on so that they can care and pray Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, I don't know. Also, I'd be careful, like, don't go around, like, sharing your problems with, like, everybody even somebody you would consider a friend mm-hmm. i've learned from experience as well because you never know when they could just be like <laughs> yeah. it could just slip out of their mouth and sometimes it doesn't need to but that's when yeah like, or if like you're um let's say you say something in the past and then you're you guys aren't friends anymore yeah and then a lot of the times so they'll like kind of use that information against so you just like be careful with who you're sharing with and make sure it's like an actual true friendship who like, somebody who actually cares. Mm-hmm. And, and also, when you're, like, if you're telling a friend that you really, truly know they won't tell, just make sure, like, be aware of your surroundings. Make sure no yes. one's around you that might just listen in on the conversation and then go and be like, oh, yeah. Hope said this or Whitney said this. It's like, just make sure That's why I don't you know talk about anything at school anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or over text, because yeah, I've, I've had, had some... My mom reads my text. There's some... Um, <laughs> instances in the past I'm not gonna talk about yeah <laughs> let's just um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I find it I find it like good if you're not gonna talk to your friends about your problems like that's your choice and I don't do that a lot and like I think it's like well I'm a verbal person so like I like to talk and stuff so yeah we've noticed sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll just like record myself talking about something <laughs> so I feel like there's someone listening yeah you're your own therapist. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And then I listen through it again. Yeah. And then I can think yeah. about it deeper and I can really understand, like, was what I was saying super, like, was it just complaining or was it me just trying to, like, get to the root of my problem? Mm-hmm. Or better yet, you should just pray. <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's what oh, I do. Okay, so my last question for you guys today is um, how is 
and like why is it so important to surround yourself with friends that are believers and that will encourage you and like how has surrounding yourselves with friends that are believers and they encourage you like how has that just like changed your <laughs> I life I have a lot on this too mm-hmm. I feel like especially this year last year was just in seventh grade was just kind of mm, middle <laughs> school like, years yeah, I was like <laughs> one of those girls everyone's like, been there mm, even the guys talk about that. <laughs> but this year has been just um so good so far because um I just have like a small group of friends and I feel like that's like so that's like sometimes it's hard for people they're like oh I just want to be part of that big group but that big group a lot of the times there's drama like it's drama based Mm -hmm. not all the time but and you're not going to find as many like true friendships with like a small group you can just get to know like um everybody and have true friendships I feel like um yeah um well I think the best well you know you always look at Jesus for an example of how to live and stuff and he had friends like the 12 disciples he showed love to everyone. He would talk to anyone who would listen and, like, was social and stuff. So that's a good thing. But he mm-hmm. also had his closest friends, the disciples, and, yeah, like, like I feel like they it's shared good. everything together. It's good to be friendly, but you don't have to be friends with everybody. And yeah. also, like, um, just keeping in mind, I said this, like, thing and it's like quantity or wait no quality (laughs) over quantity (laughs) so like I'd rather have not as many friends but true friendships and like faith-based friendships than a lot of friends and they're not true friendships and they're like ultimately not drawing me closer to God Mm -hmm. yeah I mean there's really a lot of stuff we could talk about with this one but I think looking at the Bible is, like, the best way to figure out, like, stuff like this, and there's so many passages and, like, stories of people, and you can, like, okay, Jonathan and David, like, that friendship, Mm -hmm. it was, like, a sacrificing friendship, and, like, Jonathan understood that God's plan, like, it wasn't, he wasn't thinking selfishly about it and how Mm -hmm. I want to be king, and he really, like, supported David, even when it meant going against something that would, like, benefit him and stuff. And I think that's a big thing, like, what friendship should look like. Yeah. Between two believers and, like, supp- like building each other up in all the time and, like, uh, being, like, happy for them and, sorry. No, yeah. think, and, like, uh, encouraging them and when God has something for them and, like, you know, just yeah. pushing them toward mm-hmm. what they can do and... I don't know. No, that's good, because Bible characters have uh, really good examples on what our friendship should look like. Also, like, this year has been good, just because I have a small group of friends, and um, when you're, I feel like when you're with that, like, big group, a lot of the times they just, like, gossip about stuff, and that's something that I'm trying to work on, because I've struggled with it in the past, but, like, really not talking bad about others, Mm -hmm. and... I feel like maturing is kind of realizing that, like, gossiping isn't fun and it isn't no. entertaining. It's just not good. And when you're, like, surrounding yourself with those people who are constantly, like, talking bad about each other, you're going to be tempted to, like, um, join in on the conversation. And that's just ultimately, like, not what you should be doing. Yeah. Probably. And maybe you could, like, if you are in friendships with those people, like, 
just start not doing it and yeah. stop the conversation mm-hmm. before it gets all started and stuff and don't think that's your rite of passage yeah. into a friendship with people. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just like um they want to feel included so they'll join in on the conversation when they know that it's not right to be talking about people behind their back, but they just do it anyways cuz they're like, "Oh, I just I want to be a part of the group, you know." Mhm. It's just so easier to have, like, a drama-free friendship. Yes. And, uh, like, I hear all the stuff that's going on, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was happening. (laughs) Because I'm, like, I'm not involved in it anymore, which is so nice. It's just, like, stressful. It's just I know. It's stupid things that are not going to matter. Like, why are we focusing on this? Mm -hmm. And we're, like, in high school. This is nothing. Yeah. We have the rest of our lives to live, and this is really when we just want to be, like, getting ready to go off into the world on our own, I guess, and depend on God instead of depending on our parents for stuff and, like, other people, the, I don't know, the school drama, who knows, <laughs> whatever you're depending on, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and, no. <laughs> and no, like, we've good. all gossiped at one point, but sometimes I know, just, yeah, like, sure. just, like, think about, like, if we gossip, we're only just going to make someone else's life worse, and, like, we wouldn't want people to do that yeah. for also, us. Also, I think, like, not, like, saying, oh, I don't gossip. I'm so much better than you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's... <laughs> but that's just being prideful. hmm And, like, showy. Like, you don't have to, like, go up to the people who, like, do that and be like, why are you doing that? That's just, like, I don't do that. You know? Yeah. Like, that's what... They'll learn eventually. And if it gets to a point where it's really bad, maybe confront them. But, like... Or if you're involved, but, I mean, that's just what they're going to do. Like, that's always yeah. going to be happening. You can't really stop it, so. Mm-hmm. You just have to, like, make the decision for yourself if you're going to be a part of it. Yeah. Okay, well, we have had such a fun time on the podcast today. And you guys actually are the second longest episode yeah. today. <laughs> um, you guys hit 50 minutes. Yes. That's, that's great. Oh. But um, I can't wait to bring you back on the podcast. I actually really want to do that friends and movies thing yes. with you, so Whitney. Many, so many that, that would be so fun. But, um, guys, until next time.